0: Bar Talk Ah, guys, girls and everyone else, see, it's my sexy voice again uh, Welcome to part B of episode 40, right here on Bar Talk uh, on AMR Australia uh, If you're listening to this, I hope you have just gone and checked out part A If you haven't, bloody pause it right now and go and check it out because it's the epic chat I had with Tanaya Harper. Uh, I don't want you to miss out on any of the fun. So, yeah, uh, go and go and watch that. And then when you're done, come back and uh, listen to my interview with Barley Passable. All right. You checked out part A yet? <laughs> good job, guys. All right. Now, uh, Barley Passable, so much fun. These guys really had, had a fun time with me, uh, as you'll see, really good as you'll see, really good. As you'll see really soon, guys, it's all unscripted here at Bar Talk. You know the drill. Uh, Forgive my stuff-ups. However, what isn't a stuff-up was their debut EP, Hindsight, which you're going to hear one of the songs right now. It's called Silver, uh, and it's epic. So, we're going to play that. And then we're going to be chatting to the boys from Bali Passport, Kai and Davey. Yeah, Here it is, Silver by Bali Passable. My
1: name's Kai, and I'm Davey, and we're Bali Passable, and you're listening to AMR Radio.
2: Look down, sound falls to me, not stepping down.
0: Yeah, yeah. mm, mm. Good. Mm. Yes, folks, take a load of that in. That was the latest single off Barley Passables' debut EP. It's called Silver. In uh, in parentheses, it doesn't list this anywhere else but on the actual streaming sites, folks. Silver brackets unseen. Uh, so there you go. I said it properly. You better give me a bloody cookie. Anyway, uh, I'm, I'm in. You're in for a real. T- speaking of sweet stuff, you're in for a real treat today, folks. Because uh, Barley Passable have just released their new EP, and I'm really excited to have Kai and Davey here on the line, sharing a phone like, uh, like two. Uh, what would you call it? To what would be the appropriate appropriate response to that to that uh, comment? You share phones like two. Come on, come on, boys, give me something. P's in a pod? <laughs> That'll do. Two P's in a pod. It's Davey and, Davey and Kai, two P's in a pod. That's probably why they're in a band together. But I'd like to welcome them both to the show.
3: Hey, thank you very much for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us,
0: man. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the most train wreck introduction I've ever had. No. Um, <laughs> oh, no.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> welcome to Bar Talk, guys. Uh, you must be super keen now that you've got the EP out. And firstly, congratulations, because it is a cool little release. Thank you. Man, thank, thank you,
1: you very much. much. Yeah, it's been a while. Like, we've been sitting on the songs for a whole damn while, so we've been so keen to just, like, get them out and have some, like, generally
0: pretty positive responses about all the songs. It's been good. I was going to say, this is always something that comes up a lot, because, <coughs> we've been holding to this for ages. Oh, it's a little something, little treat that I've had to had to... Bust a nut to keep out of your ears. And, you know, and they go, yeah, well, no, no shit. For people that didn't know, it takes a while to go from recording the bloody thing. Like, once you've done it and finished it, there's a lot more to go with the record, isn't there?
3: Yeah, there sure is. It was, um, yeah, it, it was, it was pretty, uh, like, a bit of a new experience for myself. I know Kai's had some experience um, kind of working all that stuff out. But because we, like, write and, produce the songs ourselves, I guess it kind of cut out one of those steps. So we could just send it off to get mixed with a, a close friend of ours, James Krzysztofski, and then we could send it off to Germany for the master. <laughs> Why Germany? So, um, we wanted to work with um, a mastering engineer who had worked with some artists that we thought were really incredible. Um, mm-hmm. His name is Nino Micare, and we, we just sent it over, and he was so, he's been so lovely in helping us out.
0: Yeah. So that that question sounded very grilling. It's like, why Germany? Why are they Germans? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> what did they do to you? No. What did they do to uh,
3: you? <laughs> um, we, we we also, you know, we, we wanna eventually, when when we can obviously move over over to, to Europe, over to Germany. Um I think that's kind of where we're destined to be.
1: Yeah. So that's all part of it. To like try to connect with people over there, even while we're like still stuck in Sydney to just still, like, have someone over there at least to connect with when we go over there. And the dude's so nice and he is a brilliant engineer, so. Yes.
0: I was going to say, what appeals to you about that European scene uh, that perhaps, that, what, what does it have that Australia doesn't in your eyes?
1: <laughs> I like think Berlin, like, the place you want to go to in Germany is Berlin i mean, like, just at the moment, it, it's like such a mecca for just the art scene. It's been known for that for such a long time. I was going to
3: say, not that it hasn't, you know, with, with yeah. breaks like
1: Bowie going over there. Um, but you hear like stories of like the Beatles and stuff, like just like hammering out songs and doing like sets every single day of the year, like two sets every day for like multiple years in Germany. And that just sounds so inspiring. And appealing. And yeah, just in, appealing in general. And I mean, it'll be nice to go somewhere different. We both want to travel. We love the European vibe. We like to write music like the European vibe. So it's was like, "Why not?" I was just young, gonna so- say, yeah.
0: you bloody dress like nineteen eighties East Germans as well, with the sweaters and like the bowl, ball ball <laughs> cuts. You don't. You just hit us with such a good compliment.
2: <laughs> 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 I
1: was going to say,
0: yeah. late last year, I had the pleasure of uh, interviewing a lovely, lovely German-Australian singer-songwriter, Hachiku, who's down here who's down here in Melbourne now. And mm-hmm. it's weird because there's like that opposite thing going. She moved down to Australia because she really likes what's going on here. And yet, you guys are doing the opposite. You're moving to Germany.
1: Grass yeah. uh, is green on the <laughs> other side. Yes, <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: But, exactly, but classic, classic German dresses up, you know, and of course, her style is, of course, that eighties look with the glasses and the weird flowing hair. Well, not weird, but yeah. the flowing hair. <laughs> so it's yeah. a very, it's a very specific aesthetic. That's what I was kind trying to get to. That was the, that was the point I was trying <laughs> yeah, to make. Yeah,
3: yeah. No man, we we get you, we get you. <laughs> I was going to say this.
0: This is a recurring theme, but furniture. I noticed in in a lot of your um, press shots. There's like antique furniture going on there. What's the deal with that? Because you put out when we, we featured um, whether or not you had the really cool video where you are sitting down in these like really cool chairs with these kind con- with these props going around, and then you know your your EP cover has like these old suitcases. Like, is that a, a conscious thing or is that just you know coincidental?
3: Oh uh, no, it, it definitely is a conscious thing. We um we think that you know all art forms uh. You know, I think that there's, there's, it's like, it's really nice to kind of combine all art forms together and whether that be, you know, people making beautiful uh, items of clothing or music or art or furniture, especially, we kind of want to all combine it and work with as many people as we can.
0: Do you think um, furniture, what's the proper term? Um, car- I suppose carpenters is the proper term. Do you think carpentry is an underrated form of art?
1: Ah. Oh. I mean, carpentry is that the right term? Probably. I just like feel like designers in general, just like maybe not underappreciated because there's definitely like a whole field for people to make like beautiful furniture and like Eames chairs and those kinds of things. But then there's just like the connection is like what we want to make, like the connection between the furniture, like the physical item, and like music because music isn't physical anymore. Like it isn't out on vinyl or you know tape or whatever you want. Um, it's just like nice to make a connection between like things that you can see like clothing and design in general and just like try and associate it with our music, which is a tough thing to do but we just love looking at that stuff so we thought why not try
0: Yeah it's just like you just is it something you've always liked or is it just you've grown to sort of like this have this weird well not weird I say you know this sort of in, in, in niche niche that's the word I was looking for. This niche, to sort of appreciation for like old art, old um, old furniture and other forms of art. Have you noticed, like, you've sort of got these real strong interests in those areas?
1: Um, well, both of my parents are architects and and well, while my dad's an architect, my mum's an interior designer. So I've definitely grown up around that sort of like appreciation and like always checking out furniture stores and those kinds of things. So it sort of comes from there, I think, for myself. But um, yeah. I'd like, I feel like like generally, yeah, as I've gotten older as well, I feel like my appreciation has grown a bit more and it doesn't just look like weird things. Like going to, you know, like when you're a kid and you go into some kind of like art house or something like that, you kind of just look at stuff on the walls and you have no idea what it
0: means. Yes. yes I'm not i not saying I do it anymore, but
1: I definitely, <laughs> like I've maybe a tiny bit less now. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yes. I get. I too get strongly aroused by a well-defined gothic arch.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, we love a good archway, man. You can't get, you can't, you can't go past a solid curve on a wall.
2: Yeah,
0: well, you mean like a side wall, like an accidental thing, like you know, leaning Tower of Pisa accidental looks kind of cool, but it wasn't intended. Or are we talking like weird sort of, you know, postmodern sort of, you know, bubble design thing going on. No. It is intentional. And
3: about everything. I think that, you know, in music as well, there's a lot of stuff that's, uh,
1: Intentional, so I think it all kind of ties together, and then a lot of stuff that's accidental, it's like
0: <laughs> kind of how we work. So, I guess, yeah, I mean, a bit of both, hey, <laughs> yeah, it's sort of weird. You know, you've never actually thought about that, but you've made me think about the parallels between architecture and music in terms of what can be accidental or not, which is actually yeah. a perspective I would have never thought about. So, you know, you've done something new to me, boys, and I feel very, oh, oh, very, so- very happy about <laughs> that. Glad to
1: hear it. philosophical insight on this interview, fans, <laughs> we're all about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just pointless insight. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, did, did any of you guys ever do the uh, Grand Designs drinking game?
1: No, every time he says something negative. No, like, did spin-
0: you, <laughs> did you hear about this? Like somebody came up with a drinking game for Grand Designs. So I think I don't know. Yeah. If, I can't remember if I've mentioned this before on the podcast. But you know how, like you know how, like every game, the original, the OG, the original Grand Designs, not the British one, not the fucked up Australian one, that's boring. <laughs> no, the Kevin started. McLeod one. Um, yeah, it, it, there would be. You know, it always—it's always that reoccurring stuff that goes on. there. run out of money. There's always a delay. Oh yeah, they got bogged they in by baby. rain. They have yeah. a baby. That sort of thing. <laughs> um, you know, Kevin McLeod uses random bits of wood to make a, you know, <laughs> to make an example of how some physics yeah. thing works. Um, yeah. No, and they basically took all those things that happen, reoccurring things that happen every Grand Designs episode, and turned it into Angel. a drinking game. So you take a <laughs> yeah. shot if. If there's if they're rained out, they take a, They take another shot if they can't pay the uh, workers. You know, they take a shot if Kevin McLeod roll. You know, man, man's a wheelbarrow. Trying to get you
1: seriously hammered.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> apparently, and and he yeah, Kevin McLeod denied it, but we all know what he was thinking. And then the next episode that came out was like the ep- the epitome of like a a typical Grand Designs episode that had all these stereotypes in it and it would have been the worst episode to play that game because you wouldn't have lasted <laughs>
1: never would have made it man it happens every episode it's so. <laughs> a rough game
0: <laughs> I was going to say this sort of this is a weird segue into something that is kind of related is there an art form that or some form of you know, skill or something that you guys really appreciate and would one day want to have a go at, but are too, well, I guess, timid to try at the moment. Oh, you don't want it to get I, a, get in the way of your up and coming spectacular music careers. <laughs>
1: I think we, I mean, myself personally, I'd love to get into fashion, um, like just weird fashion stuff. I don't have any idea about that stuff at the moment. Like we just do, we buy all our clothes secondhand and we do all that kind of stuff. We go op shopping, all the classics. Um, but then I'd love to get into like clothing design. I think it's such an
3: exciting industry to be in. And uh, like archival fashion as well. We met, we met some people recently who were pretty deep into that. And it was just, it just seems like such a massive world that we know absolutely nothing about.
1: Yeah. Um, it's all just like weird as well. There's like some weird stuff going on. But like want to just like understand what is actually like why they're doing it. Like, you know, you see all those like runways and stuff, and they're all wearing like the most some pretty obscure clothing. And there's like there's got to be something about that. And so I feel like that's something that fascinates us.
0: Yeah, it's mm. a bit like jazz. If you don't really get into it, you're like, what the hell is going on? But if you did, yeah. if you hadn't appreciated the appreciation of the history, I bet you would have all make a lot more sense.
3: Yes, and we know that far too well. We yeah. both we both studied jazz um, together. That's how we met. Was playing jazz together, um, and we 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 Definitely know how, you mean. Yeah, exactly. How, <laughs> we know what it is to get weird.
0: <laughs> well, I was going to say because there is some interesting stuff that goes on with the sonic palettes on the album. There's a lot of there's a lot of like there's enough variation. Like it is an electronic. EP, but there is, mm. like, a, a bit of bit of instru- cool instrumentation. You've got some acoustic guitars. You've got some sampled vocals in there. You've got a, diff- a range of really nice um, synth palettes on there. So, Michael, no, what, no, what no. I wanted to know was, like, how much do you think of that, that jazz influence has, you know, brushed off on this latest release?
3: Um, I think that, in general, um, what we learnt when we were studying jazz was, like, has it been so useful and um i think that de- that definitely comes through a lot in the harmony of the of the ep and in, in everything that we write i think we kind of because we learned a lot about you know harmony and how things are arranged i think that that kind of rubs off a lot in what we do
1: yeah there's something in jazz that like makes you just want to do like you can just like it means all that like improvising so like we can, you can kind of just like do what you want it's like i feel like that's something i took away from jazz it's just like you can always make sense of something that's kind of weird in jazz mm. and so like we, we kind of like did that a tiny bit to make it you know like push our boundaries it's like in our songwriting and implement things like that they're a little like left of field, but then sort of contextualize them a whole bunch with stuff that might like make it a bit more quote-unquote normal i don't know yeah yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah what <laughs> even is that uh, man great question <laughs> <laughs> <Party> B, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, I was gonna say with um, because this sort of backtracks a couple of questions ago. Actually, mm-hmm. you mentioned about like costumes and that sort of, or you know, dresses, not dresses, but you know, yeah. makeup, clothing. That's the word, clothing. <laughs> that that thing you wear. Um, I was gonna say, when do you guys play live, do you tr- do you try to dress it up a bit at all?
3: Yes. Yeah. Oh, we you know we think that the best live shows that we've ever seen have been like kind of almost like theatrical performances. You know, and like people like Kanye, man. It's like he like. Everything is by design, and I think that we would love to take that away. And being interested in fashion, it definitely is a part of mm. our live set. Yeah, for sure.
0: That picture of him uh, looking like the Tin Man with the silver face and, like, the weird yeah. tutu thing's been doing the rounds lately. And I don't know what <laughs> yeah, era that's yeah. from.
3: <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's so good. And, like, all his live shows are just, like, I don't know, it just, like, seems like a like, a, like real performance art-esque. And I think that's, like, so cool. Yeah, a real experience.
0: Yeah. Do you like I gotta say, do you ever when you're just like watching a concert, whatever, you know, a DVD or like you're looking at it on Netflix? I don't know. Does Netflix have live concerts on like you know, they have like live uh, comedy concerts, yeah. Um, I don't think so. Netflix, not your game.
3: What the hell's going
0: on? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like you watch a, you or you turn on the telly and there's a live performance on there, you're like immediately like reaching for the pen and paper going and just like noting down what you like or don't like or think, oh, we can implement that in our shows.
3: Yeah, yeah, we we definitely do that. Um, <laughs> I think it's probably made us worse patrons to, to when we go to gigs because we I think we spend more time kind of looking at, Like how we want to implement stuff that we see into our own shows and less time kind of dancing, but we still do make a lot of time for dancing.
1: (laughs) We love we do like nerding out over that stuff. Like we do enjoy just like seeing that being like, man, that'd be so cool to do on our own set.
0: (laughs) I was gonna say, has there ever been a show that you guys have been to where it's just completely blown you away in terms of expectation. Maybe it was like an up-and-coming artist that you hadn't heard or someone you sort of brushed off as something else. And they come on stage and they just like totally, re- you know, totally flip your expectations and you go, that's really cool. I didn't expect um, that and I really love it.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when I saw um, the band Parcels a, few, like, a year or two ago, I think that we, like, I mean, I I'd heard they were, amazing live, and i I did love their music so much but when i saw them i think it was you know the real real embodiment of that kind of theatrical performance thing that i thought was just like brilliant like it was everyone was dancing but it was like it was beautiful to watch as well Yeah. yeah i second that
0: yeah so so what you were both there were
1: you um we've both seen them at separate times Oh, okay. <laughs> like similar, similar shows. Davey saw them at their, was it like just their album tour or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're Australian guys and they live, over, but they live overseas. Um, and I saw them at a festival and they did like a similar show. They've got like this whole, like, it's just so well done. The visuals and everything yeah. is just so well pieced together. And something we're definitely inspired by and can appreciate that. And they both, they, I mean, Davey told, that like, he saw them first and he told me how good it was and I, they still blew my expectations out of the water. So they're, like, a really awesome band to see.
0: Yeah, that is pretty cool when you just, you just, you know, you're totally blown away with what you're expecting and you just get something special that you wouldn't have thought about.
1: Yeah, like, even when there's that much hype around a band and then still to, like, have just, like... So ex-
3: much fun, man. Yeah. Have so much fun at a show yeah. and, like, really appreciate everything that's going on. Pretty
0: crazy. Let's let's talk about the actual um, process of putting your EP together. The the thing we came to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you, I mean, what at what point did you guys decide to put to have the EP out? Because you've come out with a couple of singles before, but you're still relatively new to the game when mm. it comes to putting singles out. Was this always the intention to do a couple of releases, then get onto the EP?
1: Yeah, I think. Um- Like, we could do a lot, and a lot of people are doing, like, that kind of single game at the moment where you just, like, keep on putting out singles. But, again, with this whole, like, connection, with just, like, making things a bit more than just about, like, listening to a single song. We wanted to make, like, a bit of a body of work that was intended to be listened to, like, from top to bottom. And so we just, like, we were really keen to do something like that. And we've been writing our music for, like, four years now. Um, and we've just been sitting on so much music and we had the chance to sort of just like, hey, let's just piece, let's take all these songs that we we're, like, sitting on and piece it all together and try and make something that is, like, really nice to listen to as a collection.
2: Yeah. yeah so that yeah. was sort of the
1: goal. Like, And we were like, let's drop some singles to start off with, see if people actually like to listen to what we make. <laughs> and then, you know what, like, screw it, let's just release more songs. We want to have people sing to our music, so...
0: I was going to say, did you find that, well, yeah, well, did you find that you were writing certain songs that were more suited from the start to be singles only, and then other songs that you go, you know what, this can probably fit on the record?
3: Yeah, I think yes. Yes is the answer. Um, I think that there are definitely like kind of groups of songs that were all written at a similar period in time, and obviously, you know, that kind of correlates to what's going on in our lives individually, so if a bunch of songs get written in a certain period of time when some stuff's going on then i think that is what makes yeah, a good yeah. collection of music so mm-hmm. if that's been going on for the last couple of years i think that's kind of how it how it all ends up so
0: so i mean like did the songs are you saying then that all these songs came out at once pretty much
3: um very not- similar times
1: um I think we, like, we more, because the title of the, like, we kind of wanted to make the EP itself slightly conceptual, like, around Mm. the idea of hindsight. So, we wrote a bunch of songs at similar times, and then also there was some other ones, um, like, Step Inside that we'd been sitting on for ages, and we kind of just, like, revamped it, but it had already the same, like, like, the idea in the song was, like, conceptually right. So, we sort of included it into the body of work as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, because it does, you, you've sort of focused on this idea of hindsight, as you say, which, of course, is the name of the EP. Mm. Like, when you say hindsight, because it is a very loaded term, isn't it? It's a lot, well, it can also mean a lot depending on the, the situation. So, uh, yeah. with, the, with the perspective of this EP, are you talking about hindsight as someone that's looking back on what they've done or hindsight from a third person's perspective looking on to something, like the God's eye view, so to speak. Like where where do you think the theme on this EP falls along that spectrum of hindsight?
3: I think that most of the time we're looking at back at kind of the, uh, our, our own lives and yeah. um, it's definitely more of a kind of a first person. We're both looking back at what's been going on and how we could have done it differently.
0: So is that so it is very like a lot of these one a lot of these songs I guess are drawn from personal experiences then and what you guys have actually gone through and what reflecting on that back now as you you know look back at what's happened
1: yes definitely yeah exactly we kind of I mean we talk a lot about like what we both go through we're very open with each other we have to be very honest with each other when we write songs together it can be very exposing um, <laughs> but we we chat about this stuff and we sort of pick things that we can both No, it like relate. Yeah. Like relate to and sort of come together and be like, I understand, or at least like, oh, I've been through the exact same thing. And we think that like, just because both of us have been through it doesn't mean everyone's been through it. But like, we want to make songs and we write to, you know, make things that people can relate to and connect and connect with. So that's sort of like the way we did it is we just did it like that. We sort of had our own personal experiences and then came together and thought about what could we have done differently.
0: Did, did you have to, like, spend some time before, like, you could get used to having that experience, though, where you are sort of sharing these very personal stories? Or did you find it from the start very easy to do that because it's a mutual thing?
3: Um, no, I think, I think it, it did take some time. Um, yeah, when we, when we were both at university together studying jazz, I think we weren't as – well, I don't know that I probably wasn't as comfortable – I just like do it like writing stuff um, around Kai, but after you know, not not too long after, like a few months, it was became really easy. And now it's like I feel I feel like I can only write music uh, with Kai. It's like it's definitely a collaborative experience now. Yeah, um, like a single thing.
0: So do you find that yeah, just bringing ideas and then they sort of get molded as you go together? Is that what mm-hmm. usually happens?
3: Yes, um, now Now that's yeah. almost Exclusively what happens
0: Yeah,
1: we we like Do everything together When it comes to music We like We find like When we've tried In the past To try and make Our own songs Like for Bali Passable It doesn't mm. turn out Very well But then <laughs> When we Yeah they're not very good. Let's. Go. They're not coming out. <laughs> um, and then, but when we like take those ideas, you know, bring them back to the original version, come together. It's like what we both bring to the table is what ends up being Bali Passable. We don't really write for the sake of writing for this like band okay. project yeah. sort of thing. We just it's what we do when we come together, and that just ends up being under the name Bali Passable.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's not intentional, obviously. You don't intend for it to be barely passable when it comes out, surely.
2: <laughs>
0: no, no, is, no, the ba- no, no. is the ba- no. barely passable thing when you come with the snippets. Like, is it only barely passable at that <laughs> yeah. point in time?
1: Yeah, like our garage EP. So- <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of garages, you did record it in your home studio. <laughs> oh, we
1: sure as hell did. It is in a garage. <laughs> like, okay. Just in a room in a garage, yeah, it's- Bit of a den, but seems to do us okay. So, so you
0: can't bag on the garage indie that much. Come on. No,
1: that wasn't our thing, man. Just wait for it to come out. Yeah. Barely possible as opposed to barley is. <laughs> yeah. That'll link us up.
0: <laughs> so I mean, how did that process go then? Because you come with the, the, usually these snippets. Is it usually have you like recorded a demo at that point or is it just. Like no idea that you've written down, like a jazz bastard that you are, you know, proper <laughs> notation and everything, or you know, you, you've you've had your Big Mac and you've written it on the back of a napkin. Like, what's what's the deal? How's that usually come out? Like, where do yeah, these snippets yeah, come we, from?
3: We, well, yeah, we, we I, I guess we do come with you know with some snippets, like a you know a little a phrase or a chord progression or something. I think that's like pretty standard, and then we we come together. But because we write and produce. Almost at the same time, and like do like try and do a little bit of mixing us ourselves. I think it kind of all happens at once, so we don't necessarily create a demo. We just kind of like write it till it's done, and then that it's like usually at the point where we can kind of get it mixed and like mixed properly, you know, not our dodgy mixes. We can get it mixed properly, (laughs) and then and then send it off.
0: Because I mean, like, how much do you get much help with the mixing, or is it really just a case of until it hits mastering, it's all you.
1: Um, well, we definitely get help with the mixing. We usually whip together a pre-mix, and then we give it to our very, like, very close friends and also incredible engineer, um, James Kristowski, Jimmy. Um,
0: he deserves a shout-out. Engineers a- do deserve a shout-out. They don't get enough, I feel Oh, so. man.
1: Holy man. crap. The, like, like, we say we mix our tunes, but the difference <laughs> between, like, what it is, you know, in our room, and then we go to his, like, amazing studio. And he just makes what we have done sound so much better. Yeah. He kind of just like, we do like a little pre-mix and then he really like- Gets into
3: it. Yeah. And just like, yeah. Like it's such an art form. Once again, you know, all of these art forms come together. But I think that, you know, being a musician is one thing, but then being a great engineer is a completely different Yeah. can of worms. It's such a crazy job.
0: I mean, it is just as important too, because you can have the best song in the world, but it's the production, shit- yeah, you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you've got like. I mean, if the mix is bad, you won't be able to hear anything. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so it is very
0: important. How many how many aneurysms have you given him so far?
3: Oh man, <laughs> so many. I remember the first the first song that we um, uh, like sent off to him. We he like sent us back the first mix, and we're like, oh damn, like you know, well, like we we hadn't really given him we hadn't yeah given him anything to work off of, but then we like sent back like four or five pages worth of notes to be like, we want this exactly right. But hey, I think he got it. Uh, you know, he's got us dialed in pretty pretty well by now.
0: Yeah, I yeah. reckon it's just like every song, every <clears throat> successive song you give to him, it's just like less and less notes because you're sort of more in tune with what you like with each other. 100%. Yeah,
1: exactly. 100%. It definitely has gone down from the four pages we gave him that first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I mean, what was um, what was it like then putting together the well, how many songs are F- b- b- six, five, four, six, five? Nearly- yeah, I five. yeah. I was just like, oh shit, <laughs> we I were, got the list.
1: <laughs> um, no, we were sitting here wondering how many it was. Get <laughs>
0: <laughs> you've you've done that classic thing where you just like you like you release it like fuck. I'm not listening to it for another year.
2: Um, have year. you.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, we're looking forwards. We're definitely looking forwards. So. Yeah. yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> still, still loving there are babies so.
0: <laughs> But I mean, you look, you look at it and you go, "Well, like how, well, I was going to say, "How many songs did you end up thinking were going to be on the record compared to how many you know ended up being there?"
3: Uh, like, like fifteen-ish. Like, yeah. you know, not like a, not a huge amount, but like when, like, to make them all fit with you know our concept of what we wanted to talk about on the album yeah. EP, I should say. I think it, yeah, it went down from
0: about fifteen. So I mean, was there much? How much? How many arguments did you have over which which songs were going to be kept or not?
1: <laughs> um, I mean, not actually, not actually like that many. We're generally pretty like I don't know what the word is. We just like are very agreeable, like on lots of these things. I mean, like some of the time, the best things are made out of us sort of being on polar opposites and then meeting in the smack bang middle. And they'd be like, oh, that was probably the best decision to make in the end. So, when it comes to tunes, we just we sort of talk it out a whole load and then yeah, end up making a pretty unanimous decision.
0: Is, is, there, is there a particular example that, that's pretty clear on the record that you can think of and pinpoint and go, yeah, that was a middle ground thing? it would have heard like it would have it would have sounded like this if Dave, if Davey kept his word it would have sounded like that if you know if um if I you know if I kept my word if Kai kept my word um,
3: um yeah 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 man i think um i think that the the first track that we released um the no, seven side i think yes that seven mm. side we were um uh, kai was rightfully so he was um he was like wanting to bring you know bring it back and get it to you know, just it's just the the roots. What was really necessary about the song, and I was like wanting to thicken it up, loads. And I think we met pretty well in the middle. Yeah. But like, and we we left it to the last minute. We were only like a, a few days off of the final mix or like the final date before we had to send it to get mastered. And it, I think it happened like two two days before that point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And we'd been sitting on that track for like we'd been deliberating over that track for a long time. Like we'd yeah, gone years, through so years, many demos. And then we'd, like, gone, you know, the way that David was speaking about, like, big, cinch, like, heavy stuff, like, real thick track and then also just stripping it way back, like, almost too far back. Yeah. So, yeah, we definitely met in the middle. We step inside.
0: Nice. And it was good enough to be a single too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So,
1: yeah. I guess churning over them. Yeah. Like, they kind of end up being your yeah. favourites. Yeah.
0: What's been probably the weirdest <laughs> feedback you've heard? Like just the most unexpected left of center feedback, if if there has been anything like that, I don't know. Maybe all your feedback's been vanilla and bland, and oh, it was really good, and oh, that was song was really cool. Like, is there some like some feedback that has sort of stood out and gone, wow, I never thought about it that way, but you're so right. Um, I can't
3: think of anything at the moment. No, um, I mean we've we've got some some kind of weird comparisons in the past. Um, we're very grateful them but we we got the kooks as a comparison oh yeah for, for, for one of the songs and i was like man i love the kooks so much but i didn't i didn't really hear yeah. much of that when well we weren't really listening to much of that when we were writing you know so i i was yeah that, that was a bit confusing when we, when we got that, <laughs> that, that, that comparison but yeah yeah grateful nonetheless
0: yeah such a oh yeah you take those you take those comparisons on the cheek you go yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: exactly, oh, yeah yeah exactly yeah <laughs> exactly yeah.
0: Um, I mean, with with everything that's gone, I mean, has how have you found people's receptions to it overall? Have you been really like, has it really exceeded those expectations at all?
3: Yeah, man, we've been we've been so jazzed at kind of everyone's response to it. Um, yeah, we we couldn't be more like thankful mm. for you know people listening and liking what they hear. Which
0: is yeah, we're we're so grateful for that. Nice, nice. And I was going to say, with everything that's gone on, because you haven't really been playing live. I know we mentioned before about you know what you like to do when you play live, but you haven't really had the chance. You were saying before the before we you know properly interviewed you doing the interview properly. You know, mentioning how it was. There's like no dance, can't dance up there. It's like footloose up in Sydney.
3: (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, well, we've only you know there have been shows like in been played uh over the last few months but we um we've only played like three shows kind of ever three or four shows um and yeah it's been kind of it's it's been tough playing to a seated crowd it's like a definitely a new kind of way of playing it 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 is yeah Why I find it a bit harder
1: we've both played in bands before and done like lots of gigging together like separately but then this is the first time we've gotten up and obviously with COVID and stuff like that, having to play sit-down shows was like very new and then also having to do like a show that we'd never played before and we just had no idea what the reception would be like to have it as a sit-down gig. It was like a little different and kind of confronting to deal with to start off with. But the couple of shows we've, been, like, we've played have been really positive. So, yeah,
3: yeah. It's
0: like everybody yeah. get on your hands and knees, you know. It's all right, everybody get on the dance floor
3: yeah exactly <laughs> yeah man it's like it's like it's a pretty dancey set or oh, we like to think it's pretty dancey. like you know it's it's almost like a, a live techno set but like you know with with as like with with all live instruments which is kind of the way that we roll so it's been tough to like be dancing up there on stage and then you know mm-hmm. unable to have anyone in front of us dancing
0: yeah it's just a little bit a little bit bizarre <laughs>
3: yeah yeah, yeah
2: it's it is a little weird yeah
0: Are are there plans to do um, once everything, well, I say opens up once you can dance? uh, You've got plans, I'm guessing, to hopefully do more shows when that does happen?
3: Oh, big time, Yeah, and we want to play as much as possible.
0: Yeah. Are you hoping to get around the country too, you know, once once you can?
3: Of
1: course. We would love to do a good tour. That'd be amazing. Yeah, we want to get a couple more shows underneath our belt. We really want to get our show like feeling really good and sounding really good. As
3: theatric as Kanye. Yes, yeah, so as <laughs> theatric. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. We hold ourselves to high standards, so we definitely uh, – <laughs> we'll definitely um. – we'll play a bunch more shows around in Sydney
3: and then we'll get good.
0: on the road. Yeah, jet off. Nice, nice. And, I mean, apart from that, like what are you, what are you hoping to achieve for the rest of the year? Because it is – there's a lot, lot of the year left and, I mean, like to get the EP out nice and early gives you plenty of time to think about everything else, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, we've been writing like ever since we've finished the EP, which is like a while before it was actually released. We've just been writing more music. We just want to keep on writing tunes. We spent a lot of time on our live set because it's just us two on stage, like covering all the parts. And as Dave said, doing this like live electronic thing. So we really want to push like the live show as much as we can and make it as interesting, as fun to go to as possible. But then also like looking ahead, thinking about releasing more singles and then probably doing like another EP, like we really enjoy the collection of work idea. So we definitely want to do that again, whether it be like EP, longer, shorter, that kind of thing. That's probably the goal. Pretty standard stuff. We really just want to wanna to push it mm. and go
0: hard. Well then you say that, but it's an exciting journey when you're part of it. Just experiencing that oh, whole cycle.
1: Yeah, I mean like I just I explained it very vanilla just then. But damn, man, like we love what we do and like playing the shows has just oh, been the best thing ever so like, much fun yeah so far out like we can't wait to do the ep again and we've like we feel like we've evolved a tiny bit since we released that music as well so we just again just like it was with the first ep we just can't wait <laughs> so we're pushing to get that, like music out as soon as possible
0: i was gonna say how primed do you think you'd be for the festival circuit once that kicks up probably next year i guess
3: man I, I want to say that we'll be you know locked and ready to go. I don't know if we'll be if hopefully we'll be on you know that would be that would be the best thing would yeah to get that opportunity to be on any kind of festival circuit. But I tell you what, we'll definitely be ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: bloody nice, bloody good. Yeah, that'd be a dream. Um, guys, thanks, Davey, Kai. Thanks so much. It's been real fun Thank having you. a bit of a, a chit chat about the uh, EP.
3: Oh, we
0: appreciate yeah. it, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, um, it's been. Yeah, it's been. It's sorry. It's it's been. We gonna- <laughs>
3: um, No, I I I said I just I trailed off a bit.
0: <laughs> oh, we all do it. It's okay. You're in a you're in a bit of a mind mindset. You just want to like relax. Oh, no, we're just gonna okay. go straight
1: back to the studio, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, late night late night studio session. Is that how you guys roll.
1: Um, well, we've been here.' We've, we went into the studio at about like nine o'clock this morning and then we just came out to do this. We're a bit, we definitely like to just become like studio rats a tiny yeah. bit yeah we can.
0: <laughs> and just like do long days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're fans of Black Books at all, the TV show. Oh um, man, I, I've
3: seen it. Like I've seen the ads for it, but I haven't. Quite, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, you're not
0: gonna get the reference. It'll be like that scene where they come out of the house, and the, one of them looks like um, Frankenstein or the Hunchback, and the other one looks like the mad scientist. have locked man, themselves in the house after drinking too much that's wine. Pretty
1: spot on, man. It sounds like it's yeah. It yeah. Sounds
0: right. <laughs> My synth, little man. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that definitely sounds like us. <laughs> get that get that church organ sound going. You know,
1: da-da-da, <laughs> as we walk out after like fourteen hours
2: of studio. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Instead of playing it on a, a full on organ, you're playing it on a um ah, a melodica. You know, one of those things. Yeah, Just <laughs> yeah, the- yeah, yeah. yeah. What
3: I do. <laughs> um,
0: Mozart on a melodica. I you know. hmm. <laughs> That's, that's something new. Uh, I demand that goes in the next EP. Of
3: course. Or oh. jazz. Or melodic jazz. Melodic yeah. jazz. <laughs>
0: Extraordinary <laughs> <learning>. <laughs> The best, the, the jazziest thing about that is trying to time your breaths. With yes. the uh, weird time, with the 13-8 time signature that's going on.
3: We, we actually exclusively play in
0: 13-8. <laughs> <All right>, beautiful. <laughs> we're, kidding, we're kidding. We're
3: kidding. Oh, God. No, no way.
0: We're finally a man of culture. <laughs> um, I want to thank you guys again uh, make sure you go and check out the EP it's called Hindsight and it's out I guess wherever you stream your music isn't it yes yeah. sure is you guys have got socials I guess wherever your socials go don't you yes, yes the
1: Instagrams the Facebooks the Twitters all those things just the standards
0: tweet twat Facebook a pat give the dog an Insta <laughs> uh, this old man's going to roll to some tunes, uh, which we will be in just a second. <laughs> this is this is not a single this next one actually. We're gonna we're gonna move on to like what you call the album cut, shall we say?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's we the closer. Down. It's called for now. And this one did stand out because it is a lot um lighter compared to the other songs, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Well we like to play on this sort of thing between ourselves. This sort of like play on like light and dark a whole bunch. And we like to like, think about that and we write music as well. And it's like a nice idea to end and this style of EP. And like, for the concept, you wanted to end it like, a bit brighter.
0: Mm. So, is that what I guess caught your eye in terms of wanting to keep it on as one of the final picks? Yes, definitely. Nice. Well, you're, gonna, you're in for a treat, folks. Uh, for yeah. now, is off the uh, Barley Passable EP. Guys, thanks again. Uh, do you want to take us out on the song and introduce what you're about to hear?
1: Oh, my name's Kai. My name's Davey. And we're Bali Parcel and you're about to hear for now from our debut EP, Hindsight.
2: No, I'm all alone for now.
0: Booyah and hoo ha and That was for now the final track of Barley Passable's new EP, Hindsight, Le Debut EP. Um, I want to thank the guys for just being epic and uh, bearing with my bullshit, as I always say. Uh, Kai, Davey, Thank you so much uh, for letting me let me dance around word dance around you word dance around each other. I suppose I could say. Uh, make sure you please 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 give the old EP a stream. Show them some love, like them on their socials, and I didn't mention it before to make sure you like Tenaya's socials as well because uh, it's the best. You know, it's what it's the little things that you can do to help the artists, which is what we really try and focus on. Um, but, but check them both out and keep an eye out for when they're playing next. Cause, um, if you happen to be in the area where they are, you, you're bloody shooting yourself in the foot if you don't go and see them, eh? Anyway, that's enough of my, my bullshit. Uh, what I want to do is thank, of course, Bossy Music, uh, which I haven't mentioned yet is the first interview we've hooked up through them. So, Bossy, oh, Kaylee and the team from Bossy, you guys are great as well. Um, I want to thank you all, you good, lovely listeners, for bearing with me as well, just as much as the guests. Uh, we'll be back next week with another cheeky episode of Bar Talk. Don't you worry. But in the meantime, as I mentioned before, go and check out our socials. Uh, for Bar Talk, it's Bar Talk on Facebook and a YouTube. And for AMR Australia, it is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um. Make sure you go and check us out wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe, like, leave us a review, show us as much love or as hate as you so desire. And um, make sure you check out the website AustralianMusiciansRadio.com for not only us, Bar Talk, but also for all the other AMR shows, The Mint Factory, Congo Rhythms and, of course, Heavy Reborn. Uh make sure you go and check out uh as well our websites too. Uh so Australian musicians forward slash bar and shows.acast.com forward slash bar talk or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh guys, as I said before, we'll see you soon. Uh but till then, to do and aha. Australian musicians dot